Welcome, this is the Teaching Excellence Podcast for all things FE, teaching, learning, assessment, quality and possibly a few other things along the way. Hosted by Steph Wilkinson and Jade Gibson, leaders in FE who want to support others and make a difference and hopefully spread a little happiness whilst we're at it. Welcome to the Teaching Excellence podcast. Um, we're recording this today in the middle of what is a crazy time, um, being in isolation um, during the COVID-19 pandemic. But um, I thought I would find some time to record some podcasts and still share some of the things that are going on across FE for us to consider as we um, move forward. So I'm really excited today to welcome someone who I've met um, quite recently but um, have met via Twitter really and um, we've been part of um, some groups where we've been discussing lots of different things but um, I wanted to bring Catherine on to talk to you about maths and maths motivation because she is doing some great work around that and I think it's really worth sharing it so Welcome, Catherine. Thank you. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. Enjoying a bit of sunshine at the moment. Yeah, it's glorious. Yeah. And I hear the birds at your end, which is just lovely. Oh. <laughs> um, so, Catherine, Catherine Cockerton, for those who um, haven't met you or haven't um, talked to you before, you work at Western College. Yeah. And um, I suppose it's worth starting with what you currently do, uh, what your current role involves. Yeah, so um, currently I'm working, um, well, I've been at Western for um, four years as a maths lecturer. Mm -hmm. And over the last year, I've been working um, for the Centres for Excellence in maths. And um, that sort of, that job role came um, because our our college won the the centre as to be a centre. Yeah. And um, it's been the best thing I've ever done because um, I'm doing looking at research and um, teaching maths at the same time. So I've got the best of both worlds. Yeah, amazing. It sounds like a fab job. I'm very much um, a researchy, evidence-based type person. I like yeah. to think on things and then look at how I can apply them. So uh, for those who don't know about Centres for Excellence, um, have you got a little bit of background about that? Yes, yes. There's um, there's two strands, really. Um, uh, the, the two strands are the research strand and um, some trials. So there's trials that went on, unfortunately, probably didn't get to finish. Mm. Um, for um, And the main... The sort of main areas for the science strand were the digital mastery, conceptualization, and motivation and engagement. And mm. our college chose the motivation engagement and mm. um, digital to to go ahead with the um, uh, with the trials. Mm. Um, when it came to the research, that was my side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we, I, I sort of having done some. Um, um, teaching with uh, advanced practitioners mm-hmm. um, I met Joss Kang and mm-hmm. I don't know if you know her yeah She's Joss is amazing amazing lady yeah. um, she introduced me to the thinking environment and oh. then um, that led me to being introduced to Lou Mycroft yeah um, and um, and then I thought oh, wouldn't it be interesting to 
to link to see if we can link the thinking environment into maths lessons so that's how the research sort of started yeah yeah so that was good. I think yeah I think that's really interesting actually because you know in the sector people talk about maths and English motivation engagement quite a lot don't they definitely yeah because it's that lack of motivation and engagement that they the students don't want to be there a lot of the time Mm. and Mm. we're looking at ways of trying to get them back interested and Mm. um and getting them re-motivated but you know a lot of it's just so entrenched in their mindset that Mm. it's not it's not that they they can't do it is they just not don't want to do it anymore they've had enough of it (laughs) yeah um so I think there's probably two things that would be really interesting to talk about one would be um motivation and engagement and what the research or what reading you've been doing and then um you've been creating a little model haven't you which would be great to share yeah And and then maybe just um a little bit of a reflection on the thinking environments and how you've how you've been using that but yeah so let's start with motivation and engagement then well yeah so um as i said anxiety mass anxiety is one of the biggest areas for um students and maybe teachers mm. um that people they, they just can't get over that that stress of introducing maths into the classroom and you know the research has said that over 30 percent of students by the age of 11 have maths anxiety and um, I've been I've been looking into how what actually um, creates this anxiety, and it's this yeah. sort of um, this the model of your brain. You know, if it's working normally, you're in a calm state. But if you if you go into flight or fright, you mm. cannot think, and that's um, that's what's causing this anxiety. They cannot you cannot think straight. And I don't know if you've ever been in that situation. You feel like completely out of control. You, you just can't think. And then there's no point in trying to teach somebody. They need a break. So I'm looking at strategies on um, giving those teach uh, those learners um, strategies to come away from um, that flight fright mode, recognizing where they are on, on the, the growth model. So are they in that anxiety area or are they in a growth area? Because you can feel a bit nervous, can't you? When you're when you're growing, when you're you're anticipating or it's, you're a little bit nervous um, mm-hmm. when you're learning something new, that's okay. But as soon yeah. as you go over a little bit too much, you you get you get um, into your anxiety zone and you just can't learn like that. And then a lot of students are feeling like that. And and there's ways in which teachers can support their learners if they need little strategies to help them that's what I'm looking at that's so interesting and I I have always quite liked maths actually and I've always Mm -hmm. enjoyed maths so I haven't really ever felt that sort of anxiety around maths and being within a maths lesson Mm -hmm. um but I have I can recognize other situations where I have been in an anxious place um and I recognise that what you were just saying about your brain, you feeling muddled. I would say that I recognise that if I'm in quite an intense situation, yeah, I can. You know, it's you do you you kind of panic a little bit, and so I definitely recognise that feeling. But it's really interesting that you kind of link. You know, there is that fine line between the anxiety zone and a growth zone. Yeah. 
really interesting that the strategies that we might be able to apply to bring students out of the anxiety zone. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, there's Bruna's ladder model that that mm. sort of um, if you, if one of the rungs of the ladder is a little bit too too deep, they mm. can't stretch onto it, and then they might, that might put them into that red zone. So the techniques of getting out um, would be to sort of, you know, a breathing technique, maybe taking a break, you know, that's fine going out of the classroom, you know, and you use an indicator of your, your hand indicator to show that you've flipped, you flipped your lid <laughs> and you, you, you take a break. Um, but it's really, I think it's important to get the students involved with this, you know, to, to help them recognize where they are and, and to say it's okay to be like that um but yeah. just use the strategies to come out of it yeah and, and yeah it's really I've always felt that involving students in their own thinking and their own feelings to be able to recognize where they are within you know how they feel and how they're thinking is is significantly important isn't it yeah yeah which obviously links through to the thinking environment as well and you know the 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 thinking environment in its purest form was quite quite a struggle for me to introduce it like that. So I, you know, I've learned from from that a little bit, and mm. to 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 use the thinking environment, um, in a structured manner, but but not, you know, in an, in all with all the ten components, mm. but not, you know, you know, have it so sort of regimental for them but to, to make it clear that they are in a safe place um and uh, you know to make them feel that they are equal even though I know more than they do that we're all equal and you know everything that goes with the thinking environment yeah the the, the for those who don't um, know much about the thinking environment and I'm relatively new to the thinking environment so I don't know all of the the depth to to it but I know in terms of like it has the 10 components of which um yeah like you say it's really it's a structured round of speaking and listening mm. and it means that everybody has equal voice everybody is valued everybody's heard and I think um it's really useful yeah. as, a, as a structure to get people to think and process and articulate mm what they're feeling and how they're feeling so I suppose um we could probably include here what how have you used that then and what have you seen happening yeah so I've used the pairs a lot mm -hmm. um so they've gone off in pairs to think about a particular topic of what they know and the pairs mm. is that they don't speak over each other one of one person says talks for I only give them a minute or two minutes because mm. I don't you know I don't put too much pressure on them and mm. um so one person says what they think it is and the other person says and listens and the responses have been amazing for that and I was actually paired up with a learner and she said to me oh you know it was really lovely talking to you <laughs> <laughs> she was really sweet Oh. Yeah, so you know, especially the 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 sort of functional skills learners as well. You know, they haven't been listened to a lot of them. And yeah, to have that is amazing. Yeah, and the the having the structure where you're you talk uninterrupted yeah. is sometimes very different for people because that's not how we run our normal conversations, is it? No. <laughs> and even in meetings you know people are kind of 
can jump in and I mean we find it we're finding it a little bit difficult to to record a podcast because we're in different counties so we can't actually read each other's faces but actually there's that a space to really talk and be listened to um and I've noticed that when when that's happening people feel like they're being heard which can be very refreshing for people Mm. but I think it definitely will be helping students to think through where they're at with their maths definitely definitely and you know I think it can be taken into any any subject I I don't think it's isolated to maths it's just I was doing I decided to do the research on that Mm. um and we used in 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 the end to for for identifying how we would actually um measure this research we used um incisive questions on Mm. on the students and Mm. um to, to try and get their own agency to do the maths because that was the whole point to, to get yeah. them to do more maths on their own without us us you know they won't do homework but if you were if you if you ask them the right questions in the incisive questioning you can mm-hmm. get to a point where they come up with the, with the with the result they need yeah it's very powerful and I've had the responses I've had from that has been actually amazing they just said oh it's me it's me I said it now it is me that's stopping myself from moving forward you know so it's some of those responses have been and I've I've tried it with adults as well and they've really responded well to it just as when I've done a cover or something I just you know just just go into pairs and say what you felt about the exam last week and you know all sorts of things came out and they weren't some of them weren't very good at talking and and mm. it does make you talk more. And it certainly has made me talk more because I really didn't have much of a voice. And I feel like I'm now I do have more of a voice. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. And for anyone who's um, interested, and I think um, I'll probably be doing some more podcasts with um, some more people who've been using the thinking environments mm. because um, I've seen a lot of people talking about how it can really influence what's going on in the classroom or what's going on in terms of meetings and team, you know, development and, and team collaboration. Um, but there's a book called Time to Think by Nancy Klein, yeah. which talks about a lot. And um, I haven't read it yet, but I'm, I'm excited to get into that book. Yeah, I got it. I read it and then I got it on the po- um on audible because I got a journey into work so I had it on that so I went through it two or three times and it's you learn something new every time you listen to it so it's really good I bet um so let's let's jump back then to motivation and engagement so what have you been so you talked a little bit about some of the strategies to move students um from anxiety zone to growth zone and um is there more to add around that and then maybe um, we could talk about the model you've started to create. Yes, well, um, this is the beginning of the model, actually. So the, um, the, the there's four points to the anxiety. It's the it's a hand, um, Bruna's hand model, a hand mm-hmm. brain model to recognise how to get in, 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 how to get out, or how to communicate that you're in your anxiety zone. There's okay. the, um, the seagull's growth model that, that helps you identify where you are if you know at the beginning and then there's the techniques to get out of it and then the last part is the the Bruner's ladder where you can 
um, if, you, if it's too big, the teacher can help support the learner by, by doing a bit of conceptualization, using objects, then using pictures, and then going on to symbols rather than going just straight into the symbols of algebra. So, mm. so something like a simultaneous equation, you may see simultaneous equations all the time on these Twitter questions where you've got two bananas, one apple and two bananas <laughs> equals, equals yeah. this. Uh, you know yeah. that that is all that's just simultaneous equations so yeah. where you're just um you're using elimination to to find your answers but because it's mm. conceptual it's a lot easier um yeah. so then you can then start putting on 2b plus 1a or you know then then you what, what start when you should start using the letters then it, it starts becoming a little bit more algebraic but then mm. you can you still got something to hook on to with your 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 symbols so that's what yeah. that the pictures and the symbols so i think it's really important to and that's the next part of um this model is we'll be looking at mastery and conceptualization which is hopefully um bringing those two things together with them and then it'll all be part of motivation and engagement as well because hopefully it will motivate and engage the students all together so i not quite at those two bits yet but yeah. got the work to do and uh, yeah. I'll be busy doing it hopefully be ready by next week <laughs> yeah no and you were um thinking of creating a little video weren't you of it yeah yeah I've got the I've got the video done on the anxiety and motivation mm -hmm. so um that's that's I've, I thought I'd do it in pieces um yeah. as I was fully understood it as I fully understood it and then that's a really good thing like a it's a five minute video for anyone who wants to just really quickly look at something uh, to see what maths anxiety is if if they are in it or if their students are in it they yeah. they know the ways in which to help those students to get out of it very quickly and there's a little bit of mat support materials as well that um, I was given um, but I just thought it would be really nice to have something ready waiting for us for a teacher to just look at <laughs> yeah definitely I think people will be really interested in looking at maths anxiety and can because teachers will be aware of it mm. they will they will know that that is happening in the classroom um but it's really useful to know kind of why that happens yeah also that there are ways to help students get out of that yeah yeah definitely um, and that'll be really useful so um in terms of the motivation part yes um, I'm really interested in that bit is there research to that shows why someone might be more motivated or is there research that shows that there are things that you can do to build motivation well I mean that's what our motivation engagement strand we chose and that's the thinking environment was around that to yeah. to self-motivate so for them to be self-motivated enough to be able to get the agency because they're thinking more for themselves rather than us doing the, you know, sort of pushing out a, a really different way of um, learning how to do fractions. You know, mm. they if, if they want it, they will they will learn it. They but it, they've got to have that reason. And the, a lot of the uh, motivation engagement is around their connections, their um, what they really want in life. How you know. Um, how they feel connected with the real world, um, mm. what they need for their next steps. Um, 
their their family connections, how they feel about their family. That's that's really how they are motivated. Is is what's 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 good for them. And if they keep reflecting back on those things, that yeah. does help with the motivation as well. So this is this is more of the centers for excellence motivation and engagement strand that they, yeah. they 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 specifically talking about those areas um yeah I, I find that really interesting because um we did a little bit of research last year it was a otla project and it was maths related well it could be maths or english and we decided to do some maths uh-huh. um, and it was around motivation actually but we had some nice success with it was the sports students. and But what we decided to do was get previous students and members of staff that from sport. And they were quite, not just current staff, it was, you know, um, a wide range of different people who had either studied at the college previously or they worked at the college or um, were linked to the college in some way, shape or form. And we got them to record a little video of how they use maths in their everyday jobs. Yeah. So it was very much, um, you know, we had a football coach talking about how they use maths um, in their jobs on a daily basis. We had a physiotherapist um, talking about how they use maths um, on a daily basis. And actually... the students really resonated yeah, with that's that. that's amazing. And that's exactly what they've tried to do. In fact, um, Pearsons have, have tried to get the students to do that, what it's meant to them and how it, um, it's, it was quite tricky, though, to do that in a short period of time last year. They, mm-hmm. They've asked us to do it with students. And they're, they're, unless you go directly with the video ha- in hand, they, they're yeah. very reluctant to do it. But if you've got those videos to share, that would be brilliant. We'd love to have those. Yeah, we we do, um, because we found them really beneficial. Yeah. Um, because the from day one of doing maths, the students were shown the you know how it related to something that they might aspire to do, mm. or how it relates to you know just things that are out there in the world, and it meant that, and we we did try to specifically include some of the you know, more abstract topics um, that students, all the topics that students felt uh, often feel are quite difficult. And we tried to get people to talk about them a little bit. Brilliant. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Well done you. Gosh, that is brilliant. I mean, it it was the sports department that did a lot of the work, so they deserve all of the credit. (laughs) Oh, Um, yeah, I'd love to. Well, Actually, that would be good. really interesting because I work up really quite closely with the sports department because those are the students that I've got. So oh. that type of information would be, you know, really helpful and something yeah. that they might want to take on board as well themselves. Yeah, no, that's cool. So I'll share them with you. Of course, I will. Thank you. Um, so to sort of round off, then, um, what do, have you got some advice for people out there who are teaching maths or or other? Um, tutors that work across FE and our apprenticeships of things they could sort of start doing quite easily to help with maths development um I think um keeping it comes you know keeping have a, a good th- thought about the conceptual side of it um mm-hmm. 
just um doing exactly what you've just said you know trying to maybe sort of create a videos of people past that would be brilliant because then everybody's involved um yeah and actually identifying if if if, you, if they do feel that they have maths anxiety which you know a, a great deal of them do and mm. my video shows that as well we nearly all of a certain group got went into the anxiety zone at the same time um <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it would be really good to share that and you know build collaborative groups that really want to make a change. That's what we're looking to do. We're, the Centres for Excellence is all about making that change in maths teaching mm -hmm. to help those learners get past that grade three to to the grade four. Yeah, so. Yeah, so for anyone wanting to get hold of you, you're on Twitter, aren't you? Yes, yes, please do. And I'd love to hear from you and share uh, share all my ideas. That's brilliant. That'd be brilliant. I'd love to hear your ideas too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I will um, put your Twitter handle in the podcast notes so that people can find you on Twitter. Oh, and, thank you. Yeah, and I think it's because I think it's really important that we all come together in education to share ideas. Um, but people will definitely be interested in exploring how you know how they can get their students to identify some of the anxieties that they have around maths and then how they can move them out of that a little bit. Um, but also these other things around motivation and engagement. Yeah. So Oh, yeah. thank you so much for, for asking welcome. me to do the podcast. That's really fun. No, thanks so much for coming on. It's been fab. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye. bye. Thanks for listening to the Teaching Excellence podcast. Leave us a voice message in Anchor. Tweet us and let us know what you think or what you want to hear on the show. Tune in next week for more. Have an amazing week and be the best version of you.